You are listening to episode 28 of the Travel Snacks podcast, a podcast about eating, dating, travel tips, and living a courageous lifestyle. I'm Allison Sharp, your snacking host. In today's episode, I talk about Christ the Redeemer, trying Vegemite, my favorite moments in South America, and what's next for the Travel Snacks podcast. Hello, lovers, and welcome back to another episode of Travel Snacks. And in fact, this is the last episode of the season. So before we jump in to the last part of the South American journey, I want to make sure that you know how to find me after this episode is ended, because I'm still juggling the decision of whether the Travel Snacks podcast is coming back for another season. I'm leaning towards it, but you won't know unless you keep in touch. So there's three ways to do this. The first one is by going to my website, alisonsharp.com, and getting on my mailing list. I don't send out a bunch of spam. I don't email a lot. But when there's something new and exciting, I will send out an email. Number two, the next best thing is to subscribe to my YouTube channel, Travel Snacks. You can also look me up on YouTube by just typing in my name, Allison Sharp, sharp with an E at the end. And the third way is to follow me on Instagram, and it's travel snacks underscore. I want to talk about the last part of the South American journey because, as you remember from episode 27, I had just experienced Carnival in Brazil, and it was awesome. So I want to tell you the rest of my time in Brazil and then how I got back to the United States, and you're not going to want to miss this story. So let's jump right in. <music> So as you remember, I was traveling in Brazil by myself until my ex-husband came to join me and I was staying in a house full of my new Australian friends and everything was going great. We experienced Carnival at the Sambadrome and then we continued our journey through Rio de Janeiro. So one of the first places I want to talk about is a public park called Park Lage or Lage. It's the former home of industrialist Enrique Lage and his wife, who is a famous singer, Gabriela Bensenzoni. Now, this is a really cool place. It's basically a subtropical forest. There's monkeys, there's a hiking trail, and in 2003 Snoop Dogg recorded his music video there so go check that out that music video was for the song beautiful basically this is like a huge mansion that has been turned into an area where people can go and visit and it is really beautiful it's something just like you have to experience it because it just feels like so luxurious but also like in the jungle and you can actually see Cristo Redentor, which is Christ the Redeemer, that huge statue, which I'll talk about in a little bit. If you're standing in Parc Lage or Lage, you can look up onto the mountain and you can see the statue and it's awesome. Within this area, this park, there's a cafe called the Plage Cafe and it is in the courtyard of this large mansion and it's in the forest. So it's under the statue, it's under a big mountain. It's great. So when you go in there, there's several tables set up and then the middle is kind of just open for people to walk around and take pictures. So we weren't sure if we could get in because we didn't have any reservations, but they found a table for us and it was worth it because I got an amazing breakfast of brioche French toast with honey 
fruit and whipped cream, and then I got a cappuccino. And it was delightful because it was like an open air outdoor breakfast, and it was just such a beautiful time. After that, we walked around the park and just looked at the monkeys flying around in the trees, and they're all over the place. So if you like monkeys and you like French toast, this is definitely the place to go. So as I mentioned, because this is so close to the Christ the Redeemer statue, after that, we went over to that area. Now, I'm not going to get into all the nitty gritty because I'm pretty sure I'm going to be making a YouTube video on that and you'll be able to see pictures and stuff like that. But when you see these pictures and videos of Christ the Redeemer statue, you might think that you can't go up and see it because it's huge, but you can. It's just a little bit involved and it's not too bad, but basically there's only two ways to get up to that mountain. You can take this little train car or you can hire a van. So at first when we got there and PS, this is on the Cor how do I say it? Cor Corbado mountain and Christ the Redeemer, it's, it's Cristo Redentor in Portuguese. It's a symbol of Christianity across the world. So Basically, it was constructed between 1922 and 1931. The statue is 30 meters or 98 feet high, and that does not even include the 26-foot pedestal that Jesus Christ is standing on. And the arms are stretched out 28 meters or 92 feet wide, and it's just a gigantor. So to get up there, there's this little ticketing area, and what they do if you're going to take the train is you walk up and, and you get in line, and then you get to the counter, and then they'll sell you tickets, but they obviously have only enough space on this little train car for so many people at a time, and they like to stagger the entrance. So you'll get up there and you'll say, okay, I want to go on the next train or the train at like four o'clock or two o'clock or whatever, but there's only so many seats. So we tried to do that, but there was a group of us. So we all couldn't get on the same train car and they're spaced out like every 30 minutes. So that means some people would get there and then they'd kind of already be done and it would just be a mess. So we all pulled out basically and decided to just hire a van, which it ended up being around the same cost. And it was a, you know, a private van. So we could all get in the same one. So they just drive you up on this curvy mountain road and then you get there. And so you go up and you get to the very top and that's where you actually buy the ticket to the entrance of the statue. So we got our tickets and we still had maybe about 30 minutes before we could do the entrance. So we were all hungry. And of course, you know, travel snacks, you got to eat your food and your snacks. So we decided to eat at the food court up there. Now, it's not a huge food court. I think there was maybe like two, possibly three small kiosk restaurants, you know, not huge restaurants that you can go indoors, but they were you know, you order at the counter. So we had a couple options, but we all wanted to try this place called the Burger Joint New York. Now, obviously we weren't in New York, but that's the name of it. And they're known for their great burgers and fries. So we waited in the long line because there was a bunch of people ahead of us. And we were like, man, we're pushing it with getting our food. But the burgers looked delicious and they had different specialty burgers that we wanted to try. So it was really good. So we did get our burgers and fries on time. And you know, I ordered a brownie, but the brownie was just me. It wasn't like a moist, delicious brownie. It was just okay. So I would just stick with the burgers and fries if you ever go there. But the burger was delicious. And the fries were pretty good too. So we had that. Now, it was a cloudy day. And I mean, like kind of misty and you're up in this tall mountain. So if you've ever been up high in a mountain and it's cloudy or misty, I mean, sometimes you can't even see. So 
of course, everybody was just like, oh my gosh, we're not going to see this statue. We just got all the way up here. And I'm like, bro, sis, you, you guys got to have some faith up in this piece. We're up here to see big homie Jesus. And you guys are doubting. And I'm like, no, I came all this way. I'm definitely going to see this statue and I'm going to get pictures. So everybody was fretting and just like, not sure because it was really cloudy. So we get up there. And, okay. So once you even get to the ticketing place, you still have to climb a bunch of stairs to get to the actual statue. Now, I'm not in shape that much to get up all these stairs. So I was huffing and puffing, but I was so determined because when you go to Rio de Janeiro, you're definitely going to see the Christ the Redeemer statue. Like that is one of the main things that you just feel like you have to do. I wanted to. I wanted to see it. So we got all the way to the top and it was like perfect because... If you know me, you know that I love overcast gray days and it was perfect. It was just like that. And the clouds were kind of surrounding the back of the statue. So it was just like a beautiful sight to see. Now we only got to see the statue for about 15 minutes and then the clouds just covered it. I'm like, that's faith for you. I got my pictures. I got to see it. And then it was just like, whew, and you literally couldn't even see the statue because it was so clouded out. Because people that came just a few minutes after that, they didn't, they couldn't see it. They couldn't even get pictures. So thank you, Jesus. It was awesome. And it was just, man, it was like such a thing to behold. It was so awesome. And I highly recommend that if you get the chance, put this on your list that you should go and see because it's just such a, just, it's huge. And it's just, such a sight that you wouldn't ever really get to see anywhere else. Maybe like Statue of Liberty, of course, that's maybe similar of a feeling. But to me, this was personally even better because it was obviously in another country. So it's harder to get to. And I just really enjoyed being there. Okay, so we got to see that and then it started to rain. And so we decided to get back in the van, go back down and kind of call it a night. Now, I had gotten a cold, so I was sick during this time and it kind of sucked because I didn't get to do a lot of things that I wanted to do, but I wasn't going to miss out on that. So I think I ended up just going back to the Airbnb and going to bed because it just kind of sucked. And then later towards the end of the night, all of us were just kind of gathered around the table, just talking about different things. And now if you listen to the couple last couple episodes, you know that I was in the Airbnb with my new Australian friends. And I don't know which one of them had this, but one of them brought Vegemite paste with them, which is a totally classic Australian thing to do, which, you know, as Americans, we hear people talking about Vegemite, but I didn't really know if it was like a true thing that it's kind of a staple and some people just really enjoy it. So I heard a bunch of mixed things about trying Vegemite and so I was like, well, this is my opportunity because I don't know when I'm getting to Australia. So I guess I'll try Vegemite in Brazil. So they were like, okay, well, you know, we have some rice cakes so you can just smear it on there. So first of all, I was like, well, that doesn't even sound appealing at all, but I'm definitely not going to miss out on this. So basically it's like maybe like a toothpaste tube kind of thing. And you just like squirt it out on the rice cake and spread it around with a knife. So I tried it. Now, my verdict is that I think it could be good on certain things. And to me, what it tastes like is if you if you made a paste out of soy sauce, that's to me what it tastes like. It's like a thick, salty, bittery kind of thing. 
So I think it'd be good on certain things that you would have soy sauce. So like pot stickers or sushi or something in that Asian thing. But I don't know personally why anyone would want it on a sandwich because I think it's too salty for my taste. But if your taste buds are super into salty, then I think that you would like it. So that's my experience with Vegemite. We were wrapping up being in this Airbnb because everybody had to get back to their their homes. You know, my ex had to get back to California. My Australian friends had to get back to Australia because this was their last stop on their journeys. So I was still planning to stay on in South America. Long story short, well, it might be a little bit longer, but I'm going to tell you what happened. With my journey through South America, I wanted my last stop to be in Colombia. I wanted to go to Cartagena. So I decided that I was going to, you know, leave this Airbnb, go to another Airbnb in Rio for a few days, and then take a flight to Cartagena. And then I would go back to the United States from there. What happened though, is when I started looking for my flights to Cartagena, I started looking like maybe a few months ahead of time and the tickets were maybe like three or $400. And I was like, cool, because I want to stay in Colombia for a couple weeks. So it would be worth it. Now, when I started looking from Brazil, come to find out that the, that when you fly from Brazil to Colombia, you need to have had the yellow fever vaccination. And not only did you have to have it, you would have had to have it 10 days prior to getting there. Now, I was only going to be in Brazil for maybe two more days, and I wasn't trying to stay in Brazil another 10 days by myself. So I was like, oh my gosh, what am I going to do? Because now I'm in Brazil, I can't even go to Colombia, and I'm not really ready to go home. So I spent probably a good four or five hours trying to piece together flights. I'm like, okay, should I go from Brazil to Europe, then go to Colombia? Because really you, you didn't have to have the vaccine if you were coming from another area, but I just couldn't work it out. It just, nothing was working out because it was going to cost me more money to do certain things. Because even if I could get to Europe for say $250, then I would have to stay in Europe. And those, those hotels and Airbnbs were costing more money. So it just, all of it just was really getting very expensive. And so I, I started to get that little feeling of like, I need to start accepting that this is my last stop in South America. And I need to prepare myself for going home. And I was bummed because I really wanted to go to Cartagena for a couple weeks. The second challenge was that leaving Brazil to go back to the United States was very expensive. The ticket was probably about a thousand to twelve hundred dollars because what you don't really realize is that once you get to Brazil and you're there during carnival all the airlines know that everybody has to leave and go home so they jack the prices up there's just so much so many people trying to get home that the tickets are much higher and so I was like shoot I'm stuck in Brazil I can't go to Colombia I can't go anywhere else and I have to get home and I'm not trying to spend no thousand dollars to get home. So I, I really felt stuck. I, this was one of the times where I was pretty stressed out because I was like, this sucks. What I ended up doing is I, and now a snack break. Today's episode is brought to you by me, Allison Sharp. Did you know that I offer private coaching? Yes, I do. Have you ever just wanted to go on a solo travel to reconnect with yourself I can help you plan that travel. Or have you ever just been on a spiritual journey and needed a guide to help you 
get back to your relationship with God and maybe do it through traveling or maybe you want to make some money and start your own business and travel the world. Maybe you just need to center yourself and you just want to live a life more courageously. Pretty much anything that you need help with, I can help you with that. I remember a time where I wanted to do all those things and I just didn't have the support that I needed and I wished that I had somebody that could walk with me through those things. If you've ever thought about having somebody as a mentor, hit me up, alisonsharp.com, and you can find out all the ways that you can work with me. And now, back to the show. What I ended up doing is I ended up piecing a few flights together and I was able to figure it out, but I'll talk about that in just a few minutes because I want to talk about the rest of my time in Rio. So after we all checked out of the Airbnb in Lapa, we all said our goodbyes and me and Mr. X, my ex-husband, we took an Uber over to the other side, the Copacabana side, so that I could check into a hostel. Now this is my first hostel, but I want to say that I cheated because this hostel had like dorm style rooms, but they also had private rooms. And I'm not in that age bracket to be sharing rooms with people I don't know. So I did get a private room. So even though I say I stayed in a hostel, it's not really because I had my own private room. Now, this hostel was across the street from my other Airbnb that I stayed at in episode 26. So you can go and listen to that and hear, hear that experience. But literally across the street. But the difference with the hostel is that you eat together because they have a dining room downstairs and they provide breakfast, which was really nice. Um, if you had dorm style rooms, of course, you'd be sleeping together. And there was just a bunch of like 20 year olds backpacking and stuff like that. And everybody there seemed pretty cool. But I'm just not the one because if anybody would be snoring or coming in late at night, turning on the light, I'd just be pissed. And I'm just not I can't do that. The other thing is with the hostel, this hostel is really cool because there was always somebody at the front desk and they had to buzz you into the gate outside. So it was very safe. So I really enjoyed that hostel. So I ended up checking in there. Then Mr. X left for the airport. He left. And then, so I was just there for like one more night and I basically just stayed in, but I went to the little cafe on the corner and got some dinner, just enjoyed my last night in Rio. During this time, I had received a message from one of my friends on Instagram, and he told me about this place called the Royal Portuguese Cabinet of Reading, which is a huge library. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is so up my alley that I have to go to this place before I leave. But I knew that I was leaving in the morning, so I just got up earlier because I really wanted to get to this place. And it was kind of on the way to the airport. So I decided to just pack up a little early, have my hostel breakfast, and then I jumped in an Uber and had them drop me off. So basically this place is one of the most beautiful libraries in the world. Basically it's the idea of creating this library came from a group of 43 Portuguese immigrants who wanted to spread the culture and literature among the Portuguese communities living in Brazil. So this place is three stories tall and it's been open to the public since 1900s. It's the largest collection of Portuguese texts outside of Portugal itself. There's over 400,000 volumes and they're open from 9 a.m. to 6 p.m. Monday through Friday. So I was leaving on a weekday. So thank God I was able to get in there. It's free to go in. And you could probably sit in there and, you know, I don't know if they had Wi-Fi, but you could sit in there. There's a few desks in there. But it's not a traditional library where people are just like in there working for the most part. There's people just 
as tourists just looking around taking a bunch of pictures which I did you can see those pictures on my Instagram and also I'm probably going to be doing a YouTube episode on this so stay tuned on that so I stayed there for I don't know maybe like 20 minutes I sat down I had my luggage with me so it was just like a little awkward but I took a bunch of pictures and I was really glad to be there it was such a peaceful place to be and such a really like something you've never seen it was just like a beautiful giant library with just all these books and it was kind of in the like dark greens and browns and just kind of like a darker rich looking feel and it was just a beautiful thing so I stayed there for a few minutes and then I called another uber and then had them take me to the airport so this is how I got home okay so as I mentioned I had to piece it together a few flights because I couldn't find a flight that was cheap now all in all, I ended up still spending about 700 US dollars to get home, which was more than I wanted to spend, but definitely a lot less than $1,200. So here's how I did it. I took a flight from Rio de Janeiro to Sao Paulo, Brazil, and that was about an hour flight. From Sao Paulo, I took a flight to Orlando, Florida. Florida. <laughs> I took a flight from Sao Paulo to Orlando, Florida. That was a nine-hour flight. I had a two-hour layover, and then I took another five-hour flight to LAX, and so total, that was a 15-hour journey. By the time I got to LAX, my two sons picked me up. We went to Roscoe's Chicken and Waffles in LA because, I mean, you should definitely go there, and if you haven't ever been there, you should definitely go there, but I was literally a zombie. They were talking to me, asking me about my travels, and I just, I couldn't even really answer. I was just so tired. I was eating my food, but I was just like blank and staring off into space because it was just a very long day. A lot of flying. I had jet lag. I basically just went back to their place and just crashed out. I was done. By the time I got back, I had really bad jet lag, but in the coming days, I had a lot of time to reflect on my South American journey, and I want to share that with you now. So a lot of people have asked me, what was your favorite country in South America? I don't like to say favorites because every place is different, but I say the most memorable was Argentina. I had probably the best memories from Argentina, and then secondly would be Brazil, and I think that just is because I met new friends and I was able to spend time with friends I already knew. And I think when you have the opportunity to spend time with people that you care about, it really heightens those memories. The best food that I had was a tie between Peru and Argentina. Peru is known for having excellent food and they definitely did. And then Argentina, again, with the memories with friends, there was a lot of great food there as well. The surprise food that has me daydreaming every day wanting to go back is the sushi place called sushi sushi pop in buenos aires and it's basically a poke bowl with salmon and avocado and delicious sauce and it's the best thing i've ever had and i want to go back and i definitely will also the final thing is would i go back to south america 100% yes, yes, yes. I recommend South America to the fullest. Anyone listening, put that on your list. That's the wrap up for season one of Travel Snacks podcast. Now, this is a little bittersweet for me because if the podcast doesn't come back, then I'm going to be a little sad and maybe you're a little sad too because you enjoy this podcast, which actually warms my heart that you would be so 
happy with the podcast. I know some of you are because you guys have sent so many wonderfully encouraging messages along this journey. And so that's actually what keeps me going when I do the podcast. So as I mentioned, I am probably going to bring it back next year, but I need you to listen and I need you to join in because it's lonely out here sometimes just talking into a microphone. So I would love to hear from you. Send me messages and DMs and let me know what you would like to hear about if I bring the podcast back. So this is a bittersweet episode because it's the last episode of the season, but I'm still here for you and with you. So if you want the podcast to come back, hit me up on my website, alisontrap.com, or go to my YouTube channel or on Instagram at travelsnacks underscore. I am so happy and delighted to have had so many people listening to this podcast. It's been such a journey for me. It's been so great to get to know a lot of you through DMs on Instagram. And a lot of you have followed me on my YouTube channel. Thank you for listening and being part of this journey. I hope you have the courage to travel and love finds you every step of the way. And until next time, bye for now. Thanks for listening to the Travel Snacks podcast. Please subscribe and review the podcast on iTunes. Follow me on Instagram at Travel Snacks Podcast and send a message by email to snack at travelsnackspodcast.com.